0: it's september the 7th this is meet the movie press on the show this week we pay tribute to the legend burt reynolds and the loser is the popular film oscar bond and die hard because it wouldn't be a week without talking about those guys plus the box office and the week's big releases stay tuned
1: welcome to popcorn talk featuring movie discussion news and interviews popcorn talk we talk
0: movies and now Here's Popcorn Talks. Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is September the 7th. I am your host, Simon Thompson. You can find me on Instagram at ShowbizSimon and Twitter as well. There's also a Facebook page, This is Simon Thompson, and my work is fundamentally everywhere. Got a great piece that went up on Forbes yesterday uh, with the director of The Nun, which we're going to be talking about later on the show. With me, as usual, is Dimitri, and we have another special guest host this week. So first of all, hello, sir, who are you, and welcome to the show.
2: Uh, I am Joe Deckelmeyer. I'm one of the uh, co-owners of that hashtag show, and I'm at ScreenRant.com. We're the Hat Brothers. Nice. We are always at the junkets. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I do. I write and then I interview actors. It's
0: now, my life. I've it's been trying um, to get you on this show for like how long now? Uh, about a month. Yeah, about it's, a month.
2: It was like around Comic Con. Yeah, this is kind of crazy. And we,
0: we'd often we'd often see each other at junkets and be like, "Dude, got to get you on the show. Got to get like, you on the wait, show. Got to like, get a, you on the but,
1: show." But when you say I've been trying to get you on the show for how long, I'm thinking like a year. Well, we've been talking about yeah. it. We have been a while. talking <laughs> about it for a while.
0: about a month. An actual date. Four weeks. Actual date. Hey, it's you know a month in Hollywood is a marriage that is a long time
2: or or in uh in in, in the case of uh, the Joker movie it's Alec Baldwin leaving and coming and leaving again absolutely
0: or about the same amount of time that they put into the script of an Adam Sandler film these days which I think is great there you go
1: well Uh, so glad
0: you got to join us (laughs) Uh, Dimitri uh,
1: welcome back I didn't do it I didn't do it I didn't write it I didn't do it I didn't I didn't do it. Where just can we saying. find you? Right here on yeah. the Movie Press on Popcorn Talk Network. Also, uh, we do this uh, great little movie show. It's a big movie show called uh, Anatomy of a Movie, which is on uh, after the show. Not too, not too long after this show, and we break down movies and all of its parts. And today we're doing searching. Which yeah, really, yeah which you guys very, were
0: talking a lot about that. I still haven't seen it. It's I've, and I just found movie. out I was. I was talking to one of my neighbours the other day, and he was like, oh, was searching, blah, blah, blah. seen? said, no, 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 but I really want it. He went, I edited that. Oh, Wow did well, a really good job it was awkward I said uh, well well done I said I'll tell you well done again when I've seen it <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on having one of the most talked about movies of the year uh, well I'll- I
1: can highly recommend it and tune into Anatomy of a Movie because we'll break it down and uh, I really think it's one of the best original mysteries yeah. that we've had in quite some time uh,
0: live in a Dateline episode yeah. Yeah. I, seriously I've heard nothing but amazing things about searching I just really need to take some time out and watch it uh, very big day today we have someone who is a long time <laughs> listener of the show uh, um, likes to, to watch it every week, listen to it every week, um, and it's the first time they've actually been able to take part in the chat today. Oh, great! Um, so a massive welcome uh, to holberder 84 Hey um, there. Been listening to the show for years now, first time listening live and in the chat, love the show, keep up the excellent work, thank you so much indeed, we thank really you. appreciate it. And if you like the show, as you tend to, because you tend to turn up every week everybody, which we really appreciate, do make sure to spread the word about the show. We now have a Twitter at Meet Movie Press, also, people can watch it again on YouTube. You can listen to it on iTunes and various of podcast platforms. But if you enjoy it, other people probably will too, or hopefully will. So please do spread the word, like, subscribe, and tell anybody that will listen. Okay, really? let's talk about the uh, the big news this week. Um, very sad news yesterday: um, the, the death of Burt Reynolds, mm-hmm. who was eighty two. Uh, When I was actually... I heard this news yesterday, I was actually on the back lot at Universal. I was checking out uh, some of the houses for Halloween Horror Nights and talking to our favourite person on the show, Jason Blum. Um, That piece is going up on Forbes next week. Um, But I was literally feet away from the house that was used in the best little whorehouse in Texas. Oh, wow. So it was really... It was bittersweet. And I had the chance to interview him just a couple of months ago um, for The Last Movie Star. And... um, very old very frail um but even though he was quite i used the phrase de- decrepit not in a derogatory way but really he was very very physically old but the glint in his eye and his soft voice was absolutely incredible the Bert reynolds that we grew up with in like the movies from the 70s and 80s he was still very much there yeah. Bert was sharp and he was switched on old as heck But he was still the Burt Reynolds that we grew up with, an absolute legend and a real, a real tragedy. Um, Tell me about your memories of Burt Reynolds.
2: Deliverance, man. How can you not? Like, one of the, one of the greatest, I think one of the, his greatest yeah. movie of all time. Um, also, he had that resurgence with Boogie Knights. Yeah. And even transcended into. 21 the, years ago now. 20, oh my gosh. 21 years you're making ago. making me feel old. Uh, <laughs> but no, and he even transcended into the geek world because, mm. you know, Deadpool did that whole, uh, laying on the rug thing, like that Burt Reynolds pose, pose right. and that's, that's, that's that. But, uh, he's a legend and rest in power, Burt Reynolds.
1: Yeah, for me, it goes back to, I mean, uh, the very first Burt Reynolds movie that I can recall uh, seeing at the theaters was Smokey and the Bandit*, mm. and that was the one of the first movies to me too that sort of kind of broke that fourth wall when he would just look into the camera and smile, and he had that laugh, that very infectious laugh. And through the seventies, though, he 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 he, you know, there was Smokey and the Bandit*. There were movies like *Cannonball Run*, and 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 then he. Then he wanted to direct, and well, well even before this, Hooper, yeah. the movie Hooper, which is, I think, it's so it's such an underrated Burt Reynolds movie. Everybody talks about Deliverance, which is great, a great movie. John Borman, not going to dispute that at all. But there are these other movies that he did, like Hooper, which is such an amazing ode mm. to stunt people. Period. Like if you watch that movie, you come away going, why don't they have? their own category at the Oscars, right? And Jan Michael Vincent was in it. It had the Burt Reynolds comedy, uh, Brian Keith. And then he directs this movie, which, again, I adore. I really like it a lot. It's called Sharky's Machine. Yeah, great movie. And it's such often a good co- Very often yeah, overlooked. And it is so good. Brian Keith, he brings along his friends. He's, Charles Durning was another gentleman that he worked with a lot. And, yes, movies like Stoker Ace sort of kind of brings him down, and he had that period of, of stinkos. But he did. a lot of people, like the law of averages catches up with you, but then he's on TV. Sure. You know, I mean, Burt Reynolds at the time, you know, you talk about that picture. I read his memoirs, uh, which came out about a year or so ago, right? Yeah. He... He says that was a bad choice. He said it was a really bad decision on his part to do that. But the reason being, he was just having fun. Sure. And but if you ever watch, and, and I'm sure a lot of people are googling and YouTubing, uh, just look up Johnny Carson, The Tonight Show, with Burt Reynolds appearances. And this guy was genuinely funny. Yeah, he was a and and he and he loved the people around him. Um, he worked. Uh, he was good friends with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, hence. That's actually what prompted Sharky's Machine. He turned down playing Dirty Harry. Oh, wow. And when he was doing Sharky's Machine, Clint Eastwood was like, he's like, hey, Clint. He goes, now I got my Dirty Harry. Mm. So that's what precipitated. that City Heat. And City Heat is actually the movie in which gave him his his... his Drug problem right. a, a stunt went bad, and that 's the other thing. This is a guy that 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 started the his career as a stunt person, mm. and he was doing his own stunts in movies. Before it became a thing?
0: Yeah, well, he wanted to be a football player originally. Mm, right. I mean, but, you know, he he, he wasn't able to pursue that. Um, no. And so he got into acting, started in TV, and then went into movies. Um, uh, you talk about, you know, him turning down Dirty Harry. There are, there are two other major roles that he turned down. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars, right? Wars. Han Solo. Turned down Han Solo. And the role in Pretty Woman that went to Richard Gere. No. But so, I mean, it just goes to show that even when, at that point in his career, he, he wasn't hot. I mean, those, you know, Pretty Woman would have absolutely turned around. I mean, fucking made Richard Gere's career... You know, seriously, he was on the way, and then that turned that around for God knows how long. Um, not so good now, but, you know, he can't have it all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he 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 only really did the movies that I think he really believed in. Yeah. And they it, didn't always turn out the way. I remember one yeah. time my father came home from the uh, from the video store. Ah, the video store. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my father loved movies, but he wouldn't have come home with some shit sometimes. I mean, really, Mac and me one day he came home with. And he was like, you like E.T.? I was like, yeah, but this, this isn't E.T. This <laughs> is like the reason Donald's. this is there he's not in the video store (laughs) it's because it's dog shit Um, but yeah so he came home with stick one day which was just awful and then because my dad really liked burt reynolds he would then he came home with city heat and again i was like good god that was a dull movie but boogie nights even though that is probably one of his most iconic roles and one of the roles that he was certainly really pleased to get um it wasn't a box office hit I was talking to Mark Wahlberg about this recently. It's well-loved, but it wasn't a success at the box office. And even though it put Burt Reynolds kind of back in people's thoughts, it didn't really boost his box office power. I mean, there were movies that did far more of that and were far less movies. Cop and a half, (laughs) which I love. I mean, I remember... I'm
2: I'm a big fan of Cop and a half. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I saw that in
0: the movie theatres like so many times. I love that movie. You know there was a sequel... Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah with I Lou worked, Diamond Phillips yeah, in The lead Role. I actually worked... I'm never I, watching it, but I, I know it's there.
1: I actually worked with Cop and Half. I was at Universal working really? in Marketing when that came out, yeah. I yeah. love
0: that. I had friends that were going yeah. batshit crazy for that movie. They thought it was genius. Seriously, yeah. it was so good. You
1: might be batshit crazy for like Well, oh. no, it's yeah, Oh, no, but
0: it, it's, seriously, I love that. But, you know, movies like Deliverance, Josh Gad, when he went on his first date with his wife, they went to see Deliverance. This is great
2: first date. Great first date yeah, right. movie. Great.
0: Yeah, I was doing a load of interviews last night for um for BBC stations around the UK. It was a very long day for me yesterday, um and every single time they'd go, oh, but Reynolds, blah 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 blah, you know, Smokey and the Bandit, The Cannibal Run, blah 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 blah, and then they'd all start playing the Deliverance music, and I'm like, I mean, I know it's out of context, but really. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. See, uh, it, that but, music doesn't exactly bode good times nothing no, ends well you, with dueling no. banjos no. do you guys
2: think that there's an actor nowadays that is kind of like that has the same career trajectory as uh, Burt Reynolds currently
1: I, I don't know because his ilk doesn't doesn't exist mm. uh, so much anymore. You have to remember how he sort of, kind of got into the business as being a stuntman and starting off on TV. Yeah. Um. He and um. He and uh, Clint Eastwood, famous story. They got fired uh, they on the same day. Yeah. Together and 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 Clint Eastwood's like, well, what are you going to do now? And was like, I guess I'm going to take some acting lessons. Um. So, you know, but but when you look at again. The time that Burt Reynolds was around when you had people like the Rat Pack, right? Sure, that yeah. he hung with. And when you look at the cast of things like Cannonball Run, which literally the movie's got very little plot, but it is yeah. just funny. Yes. You just watch which it. Which right? was sometimes time. enough. So, you know, but then he did movies like Maternity. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think there was, I think, what was it? The Man Who Loved Women. I mean, he tried, he did so many, he would do dramas, romantic comedy. Gator
0: was another one.
1: Cater, you know, The Longest Yard. Yeah. He was in the, yard, the, yeah, the yeah. original Longest Yard. So he had <clears throat> like this trajectory where, and he was, he was gold. Yeah. Like he was not only from... A a a film thing. So when he was on the Tonight Show, ratings would go up. He would sell magazines if everybody was on the cover of magazines, and and he was just a delight for people to see. Like there was a fandom. What? It doesn't exist. Kind of
0: today. And everybody that's worked with him was saying about how supportive he was on cast, especially to younger members of the cast. You know, he would take time out to sit and talk with them. When uh, he made um, uh, The Last Movie Star um, quite recently, I was, I was at the premiere, that's where I met, but... Um, And the director wrote that movie for it, created the role specifically for him, only wanted Bert to do it. And Bert was massively supportive of the whole project. And even though he was like, yeah, you know, Adam wrote this movie and directed this movie for you, he was very humble about it. He was a very humble man. He was a wildly talented man. I don't think there's anyone in the industry that can either really replicate his career path Mm -hmm. or replicate his presence, because he was... Like you say, he was someone that people would tune in. He was appointment viewing, you know? And I think this is because the time of of movie stars has changed because... Everyone's more accessible now, thanks to the internet and stuff like that. We're, we're constantly bombarded with people. We get bored of people. But Bert would come, he'd do a job, he'd do a job because he wanted to do it, not necessarily because it was for money, even when he needed money because he went yeah. bankrupt. He was always about, he did things that he wanted to do, or he believed in, whether they worked out or not. And we don't have a lot of people like that. now. And also with his presence, the fact that men wanted to be him and now. women wanted to be with him. Some men wanted to be with him too. Let's be inclusive. Um, you know, he was just he was he was big balls, yeah, big heart, yeah, and just sex.
1: Yeah, it was it, well, he had a machismo. Still,
0: it did. Him uh, and, and him and, and play, playgirl on yeah, that rug with the yeah. hairy chest and shit. That would turn a guy. Yeah,
1: he That was he, sex. He had a machismo, definitely. And the other thing though is that he had the sense of humor about himself. Yeah. Again, it's one of the first times that I remember so, when yeah. I went to a movie where they showed outtakes and the outtakes were everybody's bit funny as just what I saw in the movie. Yeah. And I love that there was a continuation of the movie. Uh, people also forget too. He had a, he had a fantastic cameo in Mel Brooks' silent movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. He did. Right. So he's, he's fantastic in that. A lot of people also don't realize that his his life, his career, too, was also plagued by uh, controversy, lies. And, you know, I mean, he he was addicted to painkillers. But people like, you know, National Enquirers, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that, were reporting that he was suffering from AIDS. This is in the 80s. Yeah. When he was not. And that helped torpedo his career and he really couldn't defend himself much because at that point in his career stunts had really taken a toll on his body and when you watch the movie hooper and Mm. i strongly suggest you do there is a character in there that's just racked in his character of hooper as well he's 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 facing a mortality this is what was happening to burt reynolds in real life and it's it's sad because he really was he had a presence that you, he could play a cop. He could be a cop and a half. Yep. He could do a comedy. He could do Cannonball. The full run. title
0: is The Brilliant Cop and a Half. That's the full title. Uh, now, we, we can't... If you say That's something so. you never hear. Uh, that's fake news. Okay, so lots of people in the chat talking about Bur Reynolds and their relationships with him and, uh, and his films. And talking of relationships, there aren't many people in Hollywood where when relationships break down um you know real relationships not just work relationships people still have lots of positive things to say about you so many of his ex-partners came out yesterday and were like he was a genuinely nice guy you know that's rare that is it is
1: however you know I, i will say this about sally field because he wrote about her extensively in his book yeah and he he says that that in his, you know, he says that she was truly the love of his life. Yeah. He let her get away. He he mistreated her. Yeah. He forever apologized and he did try to get back in touch with her. And at this time, she wasn't returning his calls.
0: We've, We've got a lot of stuff to get so, through on yeah. the show. I just want to do some stuff from the chat. Um, people talking about on the career path discussion that we were having. People, a lot of people saying The Rock. Is the closest to Burt Reynolds. Interesting. And I think, I mean, I, yes, I think there are a lot of similarities there, and I think certainly that. Um, the relationship that people have with The Rock where women want to be with him, men want to be him. He's that every man, he's approachable he's got that work ethic but he's also, you know, very sort of normal, you know, he seems like every people. I think that's a good analogy there My
1: only thing is The Rock is larger than life Yeah, Where You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, he's a Schwarzenegger-ish, and I get it it's not a bad comparison, Yeah. but Burt Reynolds was, when he played a cop, he was fallible
0: yeah. you know. Some so, great tributes um, coming in uh, yesterday from people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, uh, Kevin Smith, Edgar Wright, you know, people from uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg, people from various decades in the industry. Uh, he touched a lot of people. Do check out The Last Movie Star. I think it's available to stream on Amazon right now. Okay. Uh, so if you have Amazon Prime, do check it out. It's available, I think, also in non-domestic territories. So do check that out. Adam Rifkin's done a great job with that movie and it's certainly very fitting. I also want to mention uh, Filner Jamie saying uh, for all the shit that Reynold gets for turning down Terms of Endearment, another one that he turned down in Star Wars, keep in mind that he also backed out of doing Zardoz and for that... We are grateful <laughs> for many reasons, including possibly the worst picture of Sean Connery ever with that ponytail and oh, those tight pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, senior Nerd saying, all dogs go to heaven oh, yeah. is my yeah, favourite yeah, yeah. Burt Reynolds film. There you go. Oh, that's right. uh, Yeah, I'm not sorry to say uh, Deliverance or Boogie Nights mm. or, or Smoking the Bandit, but I fucking love all dogs go to heaven. I'm a 90s kid. And long may that reign. Seriously, with the actors, there's a lot of people, when I was t- talking yesterday about Loving Cop and a Half, a lot of people going like, What? If you love a film in someone's oeuvre that really touches you in some way, sure. own it. Never be afraid to love the movies that you love, Agreed. even if they're fundamentally not great movies. We all true, have
1: them. We words. all have them. If you love them,
0: that's all that matters. People Agreed. can give it shit until the cows come home. If it matters to you, you own that. I mean, Don't I tried afraid. not
1: to laugh really hard when you told me that Stoker Race was one of your favorite movies of all Okay, time.
0: moving on. <laughs> I'm either going to confirm or deny. <laughs> okay. uh, and Zeno I was is saying the only actor of today who's the closest to the generation, Burt Reynolds, is The Rock. And again, another person there. Uh, lots of people um, uh, talking about Burt Reynolds. And please, really do. Uh, Hooper also featured the great Adam West that is true uh, so do please continue the chat uh, in the chat room and also after the show if you want to continue talking in the comment section we always encourage that and do spread the word about the show a couple of other things uh, this week we should talk about as well uh, thank you for your tributes to Bert Reynolds guys um, the Academy Awards has uh, made the decision to postpone that popular film Oscar <gasps> after the backlash did not see That's this coming right? <laughs> did not see this coming what a mistake that they even had this category I it, think here's you know, an idea Just because you think it, Academy, you don't have to say it, plan it, before you announce it. You announced it and had no idea what you were going to do. Sort of like healthcare. care. Who knew it would be so difficult? No, but
1: but I mean... Like That's exactly it. Like, you announced something that you had no plan for doing. We talked about... yeah. Well, what's the plan? We talked about it on this show. It's on tape.
2: So, it's live on tape. I don't understand what the hell they were thinking. Yeah, there were no guidelines. They needed to come up with a category. But I have a question. Does this hurt The Black Panther or A Quiet Place? (laughs) Which I felt like this was kind of created for those movies. But who knows? I mean, who knows if A Quiet Place... Like, I don't know the
1: guidelines. No, you're right. You're right. So, I mean, does it hurt? It shouldn't. Again, my biggest thing is there are 10 freaking slots for best picture. I agree. Fill Fill them all. The rule should be fill all 10 slots. Don't give me a year when there's only seven best pictures. You've got 10 slots. It shouldn't hurt Black Panther and or A Quiet Place for getting nominated. Mm. Yes.
0: It shouldn't... And I'll be honest with you, I mean, those are both great movies, but I don't know if they're best film of the year. And I think, really, the Oscars are fundamentally about being the best when it comes to the art of cinema. Yes. Not popularity, not box office. It really is about the art of filmmaking. Um... I think they're both strong movies. Do I think they're Best Picture nominees? I don't I don't think so, as much as I love both of them. Have you
2: seen a movie this year that you can consider a Best Picture nominee so far? Yes,
1: I have. Black Klansman, for me. Is that like The Wife? Okay. Right. I didn't see The Wife. Sorry. No,
0: I heard a lot of good things about The Wife. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I mean... Only a handful. I'll be really honest with you. Black Klansman is certainly up there. Um, there, there are only... I mean, this year... There have been a lot of movies that have been fine for me and good, but there hasn't been many things that is kind of exceptional. Um, I mean, I think the really the Academy should consider looking at best film, including things like Oscars, yeah. uh, documentaries, sorry. Sure, oh, because yeah, yeah. some of the best films this year that I've seen have been documentaries, and a number of documentaries have done, obviously not comparative to Blockbuster, but certainly on spend and yield, the profitability they've done phenomenally well and they're really really good I would rather see rather than shoehorn in some movies that are good but are not artful cinema put in some documentaries in there I mean the Mr Rogers one Um, rgb R-B-G, rbg yeah rbg was great i saw that again this week on cnn right um because that was on on, on labor day yeah uh, very impressed with that such I think a just, good movie just a couple um, of years ago i think it was like last year or the year before oh, um, get days. get me uh oh, yeah. get get me roger stone uh the the trump documentary right. about roger stone was um was 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 fascinating Great piece of filmmaking, yeah. didn't politically. Dark Money this year it's another political doc- documentary. Yeah. It's phenomenal, probably not best picture level, but still phenomenal. I think I would rather see that than a popular. You know, just reflect, reflect what people are seeing in movie theaters and equate that to the artfulness, and that's how you get your best film. So, Don't separate them as yeah, well, art and popular.
1: Well, I agree, and you know, and I, and, and it always. Like, when we got the best animation category, to me, there's no reason why a movie like A Beauty and the Beast mm. at the time, because this is what sort of precipitated a lot of that, was there's no reason why Beauty and the Beast uh, or a movie like it can't be best picture. Like, a movie like Coco, yeah, to yeah. your point, too, it's... It checks the boxes of yeah. artistry and such. However, with like the documentary, I think, category this year is going to be tough. It's
0: very like, tough. This who year. do
1: you pick? And that's the one that 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 people are going to or studios are going to have to campaign mm. hard to win that statue.
0: But I, I think and, there are going to be movies that haven't <clears throat> actually come out. And obviously, this is always the case of yes. things like uh, Tiff and Venice, where right. a couple of movies come up that we weren't even considering. Or it was like just figuratively because of who they were starred or who they were right. directed by or the subject matter but the front runner you know most of us have yet to see that that's getting strong bohemian rhapsody is right. getting some really strong buzz uh, a star is born could dominate and that doesn't mean that necessarily you know if you open up the 10 that's great you've got more room for these things but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's better than things like black panther sure right but i think you know if you are then if you include popularity and what is really getting credit is as great filmmaking it might not be our Things like Crazy Rich Asians, right? We don't often have a comedy we're that just, is nominated yeah, as, as best picture. We're starting
2: to just get into that season of the Oscar yeah. Oscar movies. So, I mean, TIFF is is, is happening, or is going to be happening. So, we're going to get, we're going to, we're going to find out soon enough.
0: Yeah. So. But I think, I, I mean, I, I'm really glad that they postponed this. I think they completely jumped the shark on that yeah. because the first question when you announce something, you know, this we do, you know, we ask these questions for a living. Is why? How does that work?
1: Right. Explain
0: this to me. And if you put something out there and you simply don't have the answers to the questions, it's not a fully formulated idea. No, and, it, let's and face- it just feels like you're trying to placate right. the audience, yeah, sure. and it does feel like a popularity push.
1: And, and there was no good name for it. No. Like that was a <laughs> the, like that was really a shitty name. That demeans to me. It demeans movies as a whole. It- it really does. And it's like, now you've become the People's Choice Award. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. And, you know, come on.
2: Well, I mean, it was a popularity contest, yeah. realistically. That's exactly what this what this category was meant to be.
0: Yeah. But the ironic thing is that so many people at the Academy, they don't watch the movies anyway. Mm. So where, when you're voting on a popular movie that's not popular enough for the people who vote on it to and watch it, sadly, it's kind of like, oh, you're literally just picking the kid that you know is going to be prom queen <laughs> right. just because you know she's going to be prom queen. Yeah, and that, that, that was me and, in like,
1: kickball. It yeah. was always, always last one pick. But
0: I think, I mean, I really think that A Quiet Place, I think movies like Black Panther, <laughs> I think movies like Crazy Rich Agents, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. I love Mission Impossible. I mean, I think they will still mm-hmm. they will still get the kudos, I believe, this year that they deserve in the areas where they most excel when it comes to the art of cinema. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that they're not good enough as movies, because they are, but movies are there to fundamentally entertain and inform for the audience, but also get a financial return. Yeah. Those are the three main reasons for making a movie.
1: Simon, i got I mean, to tell you, we're that. 15 minutes into the show. You've been very insightful today. I know. <laughs> I, I'm just going to kudos to you. That's what happens when I have
0: meth for breakfast. No, I don't. I'm, I'm kidding. Breakfast of champions. Uh, breakfast of champions. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't do meth. I don't do meth. Today. Um, but a lot of people are actually talking about this in the chat as well. Uh, winners of the Academy Awards uh, should always be based on talent. That's from Westy Kid. Absolutely. That's what separates them from every other popular vote award that is accessible by the public. It's the same with things like Golden Globes and Emmys. You know, those are not publicly chosen things, and there's a reason right. for that, because this is the industry awards. Uh, Wesley Kid, I'm sick of people who cannot act winning awards just because they're popular. Absolutely, there are plenty of movies. And also some movies that are are entertaining but the script's not right or right. you know that the cinematography could be better i mean if we're giving away or nominating movies for for cinematography i mean it certainly wasn't the best movie of the year it was a good movie but alpha mm-hmm. i mean that the cinematography on that was stunning that was like up there with some of the most epic cinema Movies that we've seen in decades. Yeah, I mean, but should they get Best Picture nominee? No, No, it shouldn't because it's not the best picture. But the art and the craft. And there are
1: movies that are always like that that will get the tech. Like the tech credit, whether yep. it's cinematography, mm. whether it's editing, maybe not um, um,
2: sound editing. I mean, Suicide so, Squad won for best makeup, guys. Yeah. So yeah, and that was ridiculous. Right. The only thing that Especially didn't make up was, was a really good story with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, you we know, get there are people. I mean, if you, uh, there's uh, Sky Patterson saying, "Hey, Sky, uh, good hey, to have man. you back in the chat." Uh, I think that if the Best Picture category had twelve spots, Roma, A Star Is Born, Boy race. you see, Boy race has yet to be seen by a wider audience, and I right. think that's going to do. That's going to hit home. Uh, Beale Street. We're t- so excited to see Beale Street this year. Uh, Black Panther and Halloween are getting a spot. I don't think Black Panther or Halloween will get a spot, yeah, but I think lot, potentially right. on the others. Don't forget, we've got um, Melissa McCarthy going serious, right? Um, and I hear
1: she's fantastic, and
0: apparently she is excellent yeah. in that. That's, That's what I've screened, heard. I uh, think, mm-hmm. was it Telluride this yeah, week, was it? Telluride. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, And then also mm-hmm. there's the, the Steve Carell movie, which uh, with Bob Zemeckis. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, we should see potentially something um, awards-worthy just from the trailer alone by either Steve I'm, or Janelle Monet. Sure. Yes. You know, I mean, I think, let's not forget that. And, and I Zemeckis. Think Zemeckis potentially, I would love to see him nominated for Best mm-hmm. Director. That film looks like it's going to be delivered, and we're still months away from that.
2: I'm excited. Uh, I think That we're now that we're finally in this season, we're going to start seeing the cream of the crop rise. And and I think Steve Carell, honestly, this this is a guy that has been in the Oscar hunt for quite a while now. Yeah, and it's he's gonna. I think he's gonna break it. I think he's gonna. I think he might get it. it, He'll get a nomination this year. But if he wins, I don't know. But I hope he does. You
1: know the other thing though. Let's face it. it. In my dopey, humble opinion, Mm -hmm. I think we've had a fun year at movies. Yes, I think it's been one of the more fun summers to go to the movies this year. And that's what movies are for, right? And you say the cream of the crop is on its way. The way I see it, though, is like... I've already been having a great time. I've Mm. been having fun seeing movies the likes of Ready Player One's, The Mission Impossibles. I had a good time this summer. And it's really important
0: for these movies to be out there, but what is more important is for audiences to turn out to see them, which they are. You know, They are really responding to what Hollywood is putting out there right now because if people don't buy tickets to these movies, you can make the best quality movies in the world. But at the end of the day, it's about business. Mm -hmm. it's about business and if they don't get the money back they're not going to make them anymore and then you just get shit that you're paying the same amount of money or possibly more as time marches on and you're just not being satisfied and that's a very vicious cycle so it's great and it's really important for audiences to 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 really um to get on board with these things and to be selective because it's not cheap to go to the movie theaters, yeah, can, so do be selective. You, know, you do
1: say that, you, you, and and the cost is a big thing regarding movies. But, but but let me tell you something: when you go out and buy a car, right? Mm. That car, when they put it together, is worth what? Yeah, right. Or, or a pair of jeans, right? When they when it costs when it costs you fifty bucks to buy a pair of jeans, right? Mm. How much does it cost to put it in there and put the Levi's or the mm, Gap right. thing on there, right? For movies, how much does it cost to make a pair of jeans? 30 bucks? 20 bucks? Yeah. And they, okay. How much does it cost to make a movie and you're only paying 14? Yeah. So if it costs $100 million to make a movie, you're not paying
0: compensatory. I don't it's, know. Have you, you seen The Price of Popcorn? You know, right, like, that shit ain't cheap. But, you don't have,
1: <laughs> but that's not the movie. But no, you that's lies. true. That is true. <laughs> so I'm just trying to like... Yeah. For something that costs $100 million to make and you're only paying 12 to go see it... That's a deal.
0: (laughs) One other other film we didn't mention going into awards season again, got a lot of buzz last week, and some controversy, uh, First Man. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Damien Chazelle, uh, uh, a beautiful, beautiful man, uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, uh, there aren't many people that you sit in a room, you you know this, where you actually get to meet these people, and it's like, you look like you do on screen. There are like a handful of people, men and women, where you sit there and you go, you're in a room with him, and I'm like, Good God, you're a beautiful human being. Henry Cavill. Is another one. <laughs> yeah. in- intoxicating. Halle Berry. I never... F- I found... I knew she was Halle attractive. Halle Berry is... I, first time I got in a room with Halle Berry, I swear I was like a 12-year-old boy again. Uh... She is more beautiful yeah. and has way more presence than any role she's ever done yeah. in a movie by just sitting in a room. Seriously, my wife has never, I mean, obviously Halle Berry wouldn't be able to resist me, but there is there is only one person in my career that spans 20 plus years yeah. where I've come home from work and gone, oh, <laughs> and that was being in a room with Halle Berry for yeah. five minutes. I mean, Jesus, she's intoxicated. Yeah, and see, stunning I, woman, you stunning. Know, and that's,
1: I, you know, and I don't know. I mean, that's all well and good, but see, I don't have that problem. See, you know, so that's fine. People, you know.
0: They don't recognize you. Well, we only got are... to put you in a room with Halle Berry is because she wouldn't well, be able to actually, resist you no, me. No, I'm talking about if she like, start... me
1: looking the way I do on screen. Like, when people see me out in the street, they run away. Look at me. I'm a beast. <laughs> don't worry about yeah, it. I'm a, I'm a beast. No, but you're right about Halle Berry because yeah. I was at Lionsgate for Monster's Ball when she won. And yeah. She came in to the office to say... To actually, she was very sweet. She thanked everybody. Um, she's was, she's sure a lovely, lovely, lovely
0: woman. She really is. Yeah. Uh, also, the, recently, um, Jane Fonda. Sure. Yeah. Old, but holy crap. <laughs> Sex appeal by the bag. I mean, she's literally <clears throat> old enough to be my grandmother. Literally. But, shit, she's still got You know,
1: and she's another that's one got that's it. been around. Yeah. Like that Burt Reynolds. Oh, that yeah. yeah. She's been around, and when she's you talk got about it. a smart woman... She... Yeah, she's done a lot. Ballsy.
0: Uh, okay, we've got a lot, a lot of other stuff to get through. Um, everybody in the chat having a great conversation today along with us, which is uh, great. Uh, Edward Sanchez saying, Halle Berry, don't never age at all. She doesn't. No, she, she does uh, honestly doesn't. And it's not because she has work done. She is just, she just looks amazing. Yeah. Angela but, Bassett, too. Oh, one my one, God. Right? So yep. good. Yep. I found out how old she was quite recently. Someone mentioned it in an article, and I was like, are you kidding me? Right. I recently watched uh, What's Love Got To Do With It Uh for the first time, I think, since it was in theatres. That movie doesn't get enough love these days. Her performance in that, I mean, that movie as a whole is so good, but her performance in that is amazing. Amazing. Hollywood really hasn't done Angela Bassett justice by any stretch. Okay, a lot to get through. Uh, Die Hard 6 title came out this week. We're going to run through a few of these quite quickly. Uh, The title uh, has changed to... McLean. Ugh. Uh the idea behind the movie is still that what they're gonna do is it's gonna be flashbacks to a young John McLean and then obviously older John McLean. Um uh, I mean I don't hate is the it
1: title. I McLean?
0: It's I just, think it's just McLean. McLean. Like just Jack. It's awesome. It's a and sequel Grace.
2: and a prequel. Yeah,
0: at the same yeah. time.
1: I mean, they should just call it Die Hard McLean. They've had Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. Die Hard Die Harder or, Yeah. you know, live free Die Hard mclean like not excited you, you should have the diehard moniker in there look i get people mclean i think is a name or a, char- or a character mm. that people have grown to know and love but particularly know they know the name but put diehard mclean
2: yeah just not but excited for this movie i'm not excited not. whatsoever for this
1: it, you know it has to be better than the last the mother Russia one
0: that, that movie was just... Oh, what, the Die Hard and... Live just free. No,
1: not Live Free, Die Hard. Die. It's Good Day to Die... Whatever. A Good Day to a Die A Good Day hard. to Die yeah, hard, is, which yeah.
0: sounds terrible.
1: Awful. Terrible. It's, it was awful. No. It has to be better than that. So, um, I'm, I'm I'm in, only as it I mean, being a good apology to that I mean, I'll, movie.
0: I'll see it, probably, for either work or because I'm curious because it's a Die Hard movie. But I'm ju- I mean... I I just still don't like the idea behind the movie itself. I don't have the diehard nostalgia, so right. I,
2: I will see it for work. I, I'm just not looking forward to it. I think uh, on, a, on a recent episode you said that people are just tired of franchises. And I agree with you, and this, this happens to be that for me.
1: I'm not sure people are yet tired of John McClane if he's in something good. I think Bruce Willis throughout his career has earned – earned – The goodwill and the respect of Mm -hmm. an audience, I think people really gravitate to that character when it's a good movie. Yeah. I don't know who they're going to cast as the young McLean. I've got nothing against it. I just want it to be good. That's all.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I think that is the fundamental thing that's been missing from the Die Hard movie since Die Hard 3.
1: You die hard with a vengeance. Yeah. Well, actually, live for your die hard. If you see the unrated version, not the PG thirteen version Mm. that was released theatrically, because why do you go PG thirteen on a die hard movie? That movie is worthy of the of the series. It's just that last movie was so bad. Is that the Justin
2: Long one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 with uh,
0: Tim Oliphant as the um, as the as the villain. Yeah. Again, Tim Oliphant. Hollywood hasn't really given him the roles that he deserves. So far deserving. Um which is which is crazy there's a handful of actors who occasionally mm. see them in something and I like you just don't get and I, I can't talk too much about it but I'll say Boyd Holbrook in The Predator. I'd previously been very indifferent to his work. Really? But I loved him in The Predator. But I can't talk about it too much anyway. Okay. Um <laughs> but yeah no I mean d- Die Hard 6 I would have just gone mm. Die Hard 6. McLean or John McLean. I just uh, uh, McLean. It sounds
1: too much like McClintock.
0: But you know what? I mean, it, you should just die hard McLean. Well, you know that people are buying movie tickets, they're not going to go up and go. I want a ticket from McLean. Right. People are still, because of the programming and their love of the franchise, they're still going to go, the Die Hard movie, or the new Die Hard, or Die Hard 6. It
2: worked for Fast and the Furious, right? Fast Five, kind of rebranded. It it totally worked.
0: Yeah. Such a shame. But uh, there you go. I mean, I'll make these decisions. But I think it's Uh better than, what was it, Die Hard Year One was the other one, which sounds like fucking Muppet Babies. Well, in a vest from with a machine. Batman. Batman, yeah. 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 I didn't like that. Uh, Bonds 25. Obviously, we know we discussed this on the show last week. Danny Boyle is now not going to be directing that. Uh, the search is on for people who are going to direct, replace him. Uh, two contenders uh, this week added to the list are Bart Layton, who did American Animals, yeah. which I haven't seen, which I heard great things about, and S.J. Clarkson. What, what, what? A woman? A woman? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, directing Star Trek 4 but it's a man's thing leave it alone I'm kidding me um, too. so two really interesting choices uh, did you guys see American Animals yes. I heard a lot of good things about it I loved it okay yeah. you didn't like it I didn't see it oh, it was a it.
1: movie pass thing and I, yeah. I really oh, enjoyed it
2: um, you know Bart has his has his uh, kind of he started off with the documentaries. Yep. He, he mixed that in American Animals. I actually think that is an outside the choice, outside the box choice, yep. and I really like it. Um, I think that he would do well. But another actor, uh, another director that I kind of like for this too is Matthew Vaughn. Mm. Um,
1: Matthew Vaughn would be great. Yeah. I don't understand. I, I agree, you know, especially with Kingsman and everything. I don't understand why they're not talking about Martin Campbell. We forgot to bring him up. I mean, yeah. Every time they've, well, since Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. When they first rebooted him, you brought him in for um, uh, uh, Goldeneye. Yeah. And then they bring him back in Casino Royale. And then uh, did he do, uh, I forget if he did Skyfall. Uh, I forget who directed Skyfall. I know Deakins was the... um, yeah, I know Deakins did, did the cinematography but if if this is going to be the last Bond for Daniel Craig yeah. bringing the man who's the money, who knows the character and knows how to direct it he already has a relationship with Craig I, I don't know, it could be age, I don't know, but Martin I don't understand why we're not hearing
2: Martin Campbell's name or maybe he just said, I've had it with Bond, I'm done. I mean that could definitely be the case, I mean I feel like obviously the obvious choice here after seeing Mission Impossible is Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah, we well, um,
1: talked about that too. And, yeah. and I don't
2: think I, I think that he's just burnt out of the of that movie, of those style of movies right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I agree with you. If you're gonna go out, if you're Daniel Craig, you're gonna go out. You want to go out on top. Right, you don't want a lackluster. Because I think Spectre was a little lackluster. Yeah. Um, but I, I think agree they, they definitely somebody like a Matthew Vaughn and, and 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 Jane Goldman, who he works with a lot. Yeah. would be a great writer for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I think that would be absolutely fantastic. I think they need to bring elements of other projects like. The, the first Kingsman, not the second Kingsman. Yeah. I wasn't a massive fan of that. Uh, elements of things like The Man from U.N.C.L.E. and elements of Mission Impossible. They need to find some sort of cocktail that will replicate that. Um, and I think they need to have a slightly different edge because I think especially when a lot of Bonds try to um, they, they, they get to the end of their tenure, it's almost like the ideas run out of steam. Right. And I'm just like, it needs to have something that is a, a real a real edge, a real reason to watch it, aside from the fact that it's a Bond movie and whoever right. directs it. Did, wait, but didn't... not so different that they start doing silly things. Right. Because there's nothing worse in a franchise than if you know you're going to be handing over the mantle to someone else, and your last entry, especially for the Back of Spectre, again I found I was very, very sort of happy with it, that movie. But it,
1: it's, its biggest sin is it followed Skyfall. And Skyfall was was, who was Skyfall that was great, no, I love that who directed Skyfall? It wasn't Martin Campbell It's a name director, he came back for Spectre Yeah And I can't think of it yeah, but I, 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 mean, I, will, I
0: will IMDB so, that But Martin but, Campbell, uh, the last one he directed was Casino Royale Casino But people Royale. were pointing out that he and Daniel Craig actually didn't get on um, that well But I think, to be honest with you, I don't think that matters Because Casino Royale was such a strong movie Sometimes that... That lack of cohesion, that friction, can actually generate some really, especially with the character James Bond, where you need right. to be detached and slightly jagged. That kind of, hey, we're not best buds thing, can actually be a blessing. Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes
1: yeah. did, 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 did uh, Skyfall and yeah. Spectre, they brought him back yeah. for. And you know, I, I do enjoy Spectre. I enjoyed Spectre, but it it just Skyfall is such a strong movie. They need to go out uh on a Bond movie as strong as Skyfall. Yeah. And it doesn't need for me, James Bond, it never it doesn't need to be mission impossible kind of stunts. Yeah. They have to be stunts within that scope of the Bond world. Yeah. Not so outlandish that you go, okay. Because James Bond's got to be able to sure. carry it off, so he's got to go strong.
2: Um, you know, S. J. Clarkson isn't she tied up with Star Trek Four, or is that even going to happen at this point?
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> the current, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Currently tied up with it, but obviously that project is currently on hiatus because of the of the two Chris's, right? Uh, which is always happens when you double down. Two Chris's <laughs> never, <laughs> that, never, oh, that, never that double the Chris. <laughs> double bag never double Chris doesn't go well it's like crossing the streams Uh, we're going to move on from this in just a second but yeah I mean obviously we know now that the, the Bond thing the schedule has slightly changed so it's really going to be a case of availability and seeing what works I think she would be a very good choice I really should. people saying in the chat that she doesn't have a big budget experience directing James Bond would be massive and a game changer it's okay. uh, Barbara did, or... B would want that too but a lot of Bond directors well, have also had that.
2: Ryan Coogler didn't have a big budget experience when he took on
0: Black Panther and he yeah. did quite well yeah. for himself yeah. absolutely it, but, it, but we'll, we'll see what happens I mean I want to move on from this Catherine Bigelow Catherine yeah. Bigelow is a name that keeps coming if, up
1: if she wants to start getting off yeah, of these actually, heavy yeah. movies
0: she could pull it off really really well um but also it's on the bond thing but getting off bond we found out this week that ryan johnson is going to direct daniel craig uh in uh in knives, knives out, out which is a murder mystery yeah. a murder thriller which i think sounds great which obviously means that if that's looking to start filming next year that's going to take Daniel out of the picture for a little while. And those Bond movies, they take a little bit of planning. They do. Take a little bit of planning. Yeah. So they need to uh, deconstruct what they've already got in place, because that was due to start shooting soon. And then they need to try and reconstruct something else. Uh, we have 20, well, no, 10 minutes left on the show. So what we're going to do is go through some very quick news, and then we're going to talk about the week's big releases. So quickly, uh, Denis uh, Villeneuve's June uh, looks like uh, is going to have uh, Rebecca Ferguson for the female lead. She's talking to him about that, opposite Tim Chalamet. Uh, good casting. I just hope we... We don't burn on Rebecca because she is often in the running for a lot of things she is something that's quite rare in the industry and that talent I don't want her to burn but I can't stop watching her guys your Same thoughts? Here.
2: yeah it's it's for the role of Lady Jessica I yep. believe um who was uh, originally played by Francesca Annis. um I I think she's great everything yeah. she's in she is brilliant I'm wow. excited to, to if she, if this happens I'm also excited to see that Shining sequel that that's possibly yep sure. she's attached to yep. um and she was great in Mission Impossible yeah
1: yeah I don't think I can burn on her just yet.
0: Okay, it's
2: just that that flame is still awesome.
0: She was great in the uh, in the Showman, Greatest oh, Showman. Yeah, I, got, I still love that movie. I know it gets a lot of shit, but I love it. <laughs> uh, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy uh, earning an honorary Oscar this week. Uh, oh, Kathleen Kennedy, she's over, she's out, she's leaving, she's not. not no, she's no. getting an honorary Oscar. I mean, do you know what? I, great because I don't see in the foreseeable future her getting an oscar oscar for her work um but i certainly see that this being overdue i mean whether you like her or not is beside the point you cannot fault her work and her legacy in the the, industry that's that's what she's being rewarded for. and that's
1: the thing that people neglect i had a conversation with uh Yeah, a little little cousin of mine who's in Greece, and he was going on about Kathleen Kennedy, how she she doesn't care, like the fans and this. And I'm like going, this is a woman who has made so many movies, like for movie fans that that fans have gravitated Mm, to throughout her entire career. And I just told him, I I used a quote from Last Jedi, and I said, everything you just said, I go, wow, that's amazing, because everything you just said about her is wrong. Because this is a woman who has worked with some of the greats and has worked with some of the biggest fan-driven movies Mm. that today are still being watched and considered classics. I agree with you. This honorary
2: Oscar... Couldn't be going to a better person. 100% agree with you. Um, she's she's done such great work on so many iconic films that I love. <laughs> yeah. And this is, she totally deserves this.
0: Yeah. 100%. Uh, if Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 happens, Dave Bautista may not return. He was doing lots of interviews this week for this <sighs> new action movie he's got coming out. Um, he seems pretty set where he is on this course.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, he did say a quote saying that his integrity was more than than what it was with, uh, than, than any amount of money out there. And I think that Dave is actually a pretty good actor. At least he was yeah. in Blade Runner. I think sure. he, in Blade Runner he was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: underused! Underused. underused. Massively yeah. underused. Absolutely. And I think Gutted.
2: the roles will come his way yeah. and, and he'll be fine. He'll be just fine.
0: I'm, I'm a big fan he, of him. I like him as a person. He's a genuinely yeah. nice... You've met him a number of times. Yeah. Genuinely nice guy. A big fan of Dave Bautista, so I support him on that.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I just think that's going to leave a big hole for Guardians. I mean, will because Yeah,
2: I think it will. Uh, here's the thing. They're doing a bunch of reshoots on Avengers 4 now. It's not so far fetched that they could just snap him out and he doesn't come back. Yeah. Uh with and I think the biggest hole is obviously James Gunn not being there. I mean, well, there's going to have to be a lot of shifting that goes on with Disney and Marvel. Yeah, no, I I agree
1: with you 100%. I'm just you're right. I guess they could just snap him out, which would yeah, just suck. Yeah. Um, considering he is a major part of, of the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, uh, yeah. California Adventure. It would just, it would, it would bum me out. And I think it would bum a lot of fans out too because that character and the way he portrays that character. Yeah. Again, it's earned a lot of goodwill. Absolutely. And for him not to be there, eh, I don't know.
0: Okay, I don't know. we have eight minutes left on the show, so we need to talk about this week's big <laughs> releases. Okay, so box office Thursday previews, uh, Peppermint and the Nun are the two big ones this week. Uh, Peppermint in previews on Thursday took eight hundred thousand, oh. uh, which is not great. You really need to for that. You need to hit that one mil and to really look like you're going somewhere. Looking at a weekend of about ten point five million, uh, Jennifer Garner needs a hit. Yeah, uh, yeah. really, quite quite badly um i didn't get to see this unfortunately i know a lot of the activity around the movie was has been dumbed down a little bit uh i've seen a lot of advertising i don't feel a lot of buzz from people is that what you're getting as well joe
2: absolutely i i want this to be good i want jennifer garner to do well and i want to see this movie uh it just it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem you're and we were talking off uh, air no. about this but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of promotion for this movie now
1: no, that's a huge. I mean, mistake. you
2: said there was a lot of advertising,
1: and I haven't seen it. I haven't I've seen it either. I've I seen mean,
0: posters all over L.A., but I mean, just there's it's not. It doesn't appear to be converting into people wanting to get off their asses and buy a ticket, and, and that's gonna, a problem. And
1: I'm going to say something else that 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 goes within my. You've been very insightful today, what? theme, and that is it's a shitty title. It, it is. A I terrible mean, it title. tells you
0: nothing.
1: No. I mean, like peppermint. You don't know that it's like a Death Wish kind of a movie when it's called peppermint yeah you know I mean, it's
0: it's it's very it's i mean it's sort of standing in front of angels and i'm like is this the story of like an instagrammer <laughs> what is this is this like taking those yeah. like selfies and shit and i've seen so the, the trailer and the trailer looks really solid yeah looks, like action but, and- but it does but there's nothing to separate it from a load of other movies we've been seeing True. like that which is women kicking ass where it's like title that means nothing woman kicks ass it doesn't really give you much beyond that so what's the sell? That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, there doesn't appear to be one, because it's looking like a, about a 10 million uh, opening weekend. I'm not sure the Nun, though, looks like it is going to own the weekend. It's going to knock Crazy Rich Asians off the top of the box office. Uh, previews, 5.4 million. Oh, wow. That
1: doesn't suck.
0: Which yeah. does not suck. Uh, and 45 million. Uh, 40 to 45 million it's looking at at the moment for uh, for a weekend, which would put it at the top end of... Box office debuts for anything in the Conjuring universe. um Went to the premiere this week. Had a chat with Corin. You can read my uh, review up on Forbes that went up last night. Uh, interesting chat with him, actually. Um, now, this is a movie that I, uh, it, for me, it is not the best entry in the Conjuring universe. It is not the worst entry. I've seen a lot of people saying it is. I would disagree on that with my personal opinion. The biggest problem for me with this, I love the look, I love the feel, I love the way he shot it. We were saying earlier when from the pov what corin's really achieved is you're not just you're not just watching a scene his pov makes you feel like you're also in the room at times which is very difficult to do but he achieves it with 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 flawless effortlessness um but it's the fact that it there are jump scares and it creates a really good atmosphere too often it doesn't deliver on the scare that it's anticipating no. to set you up for and to deliver And sometimes when it does deliver, it delivers so fast visually that it's blink and you miss it. And all the beautiful detail and all the effort he's put in to those scares when the scares come, and there are quite a few of them, they just go, okay, I completely missed that. That was just too fast. So that, for me, was the biggest problem with this. Love the cast. Love the idea. And I fucking hated The Nun in The Conjuring 2. I thought she was a pointless character that was added for no reason. Didn't like the crooked man either, but I actually I actually had more fun with this than I was expecting. You also saw this Joe.
2: I did. I saw it in Mexico City. They took us to a press Wow. Restaurant. I got that. Yeah. awesome. Uh, <laughs> it, and I think that experience really sold me on the movie, but you <laughs> uh, I I do, I do I agree with you 100% about Corn Hardy. He, yep. His use of the camera and his long shots are brilliant. I think that uh he build. He's really good at building tension, but not necessarily paying it off mm. per se. Uh, mm. I actually think that that trailer was uh, was probably more scary than than anything in the film. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, and that
1: trailer had to be taken down <laughs> off of you.
2: Too. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it gets, catches you off guard. Yeah, but does. he he does do a it great does. job at building tension. I agree with you. This is a middle of the pack conjuring film. Uh, it is it's better than some and it's not as good as others. Okay. Yeah. It's right in the middle for me. Um I did like Annabelle too, a lot. Oh,
0: Annabelle, Annabelle Creation was great. It was great. So solid. Yeah. That's um, up there. That's, that's just yeah. below the Conjuring yeah. for yeah, me, me in, the, in the universe. I, I ranked
2: this yeah. and then I would put I might say I put The Nun right right after that. Yeah. Fair
0: enough. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then for me it would be uh Conjuring 2 and then uh, Annabelle the right at Annabelle. the bottom, right at the yeah. Did not like Annabelle. <laughs> I mean I think this is this is only Corin's second movie he went from doing the hollow which if you haven't seen it you really should check it out that's really really that really proves that Corin can deliver i think the difficult thing with this and we touch we touch on this in the interview i did with him for forbes is the fact that when you become something like this you have a lot of people who work with you they support you however you are a piece in a jigsaw and as much as you are allowed to be creative and he really did a lot of story development worked on the scares with with james and and uh, and and gary who also wrote it um but you are part of something else and you can't you don't want to overshadow these are spin-offs
1: yeah right and that
0: right. is what their role they're there to fill in the narrative right. to fill this out and I think he does a good job with it mm-hmm. um, he might come back we I asked if he would come back and do another one um he he would be open to that um and I also asked him about the crow yeah see that's that's I asked it's... him about the crow so at the end of my piece on Forbes I have a little chat with him about that um and it, it's not it's not entirely dead. Oh, good! It's not entirely dead. It was not a flat no. I'm so. I think he was. He I'd would, see that.
2: He'd be a great director he'd for be that. Amazing, show. On and that. I want to see what he would do with that. Just camera movements alone with yeah. with the crow. I think. That he's he's the perfect director for The Crow. And you can tell, because I talked to him at Comic-Con about this, like, kind of off-screen. Yep. Uh, and he was just so sad that it wasn't happening at the time. He cares.
0: Yep. He absolutely cares. And he knows horror. Ooh. He gets horror. He really does how know went, it.
1: How much time do we
0: have? We are literally running out. We have about uh, 50... We literally have seconds. We have 90 seconds.
1: Seconds! Damn, we didn't do Blumhouse
0: I know, corner. we'll get to that. We'll get and, to and that. And
1: I didn't get to dissect the Halloween trailer. I want, how oh, I shit. want horror. Okay, we very, the very Halloween, quickly, Halloween trailer. That Halloween, tra- the second trailer. I, I, it's so rare to have a second trailer come out, be stronger than yep. the first, and yet still be a trailer, not give things away. As the Halloween fan, I, it looks like they're getting everything right in yeah. every reference that they say they're putting in. I mean, Jesus Christ, the first 30 seconds was all Halloween, too! I mean, the references are fantastic for the Halloween fan, if you want to go nitpicky into the details. And
0: really interesting, right. bringing that back to The Nun is the fact that The Nun didn't have a full traditional trailer at any point during the ad campaign, and I think that works oh, in its favour. It I think that works in its favour. But Halloween, I actually toured uh, the mazes, and I spoke to Jason Blum, uh, the king of Blum House Corner, um, <laughs> and that is going to be going up on Forbes next week. We talk Talk about Halloween. We talk about Halloween Horror Nights. We talk about Blumhouse. We also talk about what we discussed on the show the other week about Blumhouse potentially buying into more franchises, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also the future of Halloween under Blumhouse. That is going to be worth reading on Monday. Guys, I'm afraid we've run out of time. This has oh. just been another super busy week. So, uh, Joe, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, with cool. yes, really, Thanks For coming on the show. This has been really, really for good. Being here. I'm going to get you back on again very soon, love certainly me. within the month, um, if your schedule allows it. Uh, so, Joe, where can we find you? You
2: can find me on all social media at that hashtag Joe.
0: Dimitri, and thank at, you for coming back again this week. Always appreciate it. So
1: I'm glad. It's a privilege to be sitting in this chair, to be honest. And uh, at DMovies1701, uh, that's how you can support me on the Twitter.
0: And you can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter, and this is Simon Thompson on my Facebook page. Please do check out all my work on Forbes and across various other platforms. Thank you for watching the show. If you like it, tell everybody. We really appreciate it. Without you guys, there is no show. <laughs> no so joke. thank you so much. Follow at, mo- meet, blah, 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 blah. Follow at Meet Movie Press. I almost got through it without fucking it up, and then I failed. Uh, have a great week. Really appreciate it. Don't forget to check out movies. Support the industry. Tell your friends, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. That <laughs> was
2: Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spite, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of owners or principals.